fullerdental.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. The best Rolling Stone song. You like this one? This is, this it is for number you, one huh? for me. Oh, there's so many to choose from. Tumbling Dice for me. I know it is. Uh, I like their their whole catalog. I celebrate the whole catalog, yes. Yeah, uh, let's get John Bowen Camp in here. By the way, David Kaplan coming up at 11.30. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. How did you do yesterday? I forgot to check your picks. I was uh, great, and I was on plus money until the walk-off by the Giants against the Diamondbacks yesterday. Merrill Kelly. Uh, you did have the snakes. I handicapped that correctly. It was not the bullpen, though. And so we ended up on the losing side after a winning Monday. Well, you got a chance to bounce back mm-hmm. here today as they're going to sing the national anthem in a whole bunch of ballparks. <laughs> uh, let's get John Bowenkamp in here. Uh, we'll do a little Dodgers with John. Of course, he was at Media sure. Day last week, and he was at uh, Kids Day practice and maybe saw some of the tweets from the Big Ten Network who made their way through Iowa City yesterday. How are you, John? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing well. Let's start with the baseball before we get to the Hawks, and we'll get to them very shortly here. Walter Bueller being out, obviously this guy was at the front of the rotation to begin the year. Uh, he's going to have a hell of a future, um, but this is disappointing. If you're a baseball fan, I know you're a Dodger fan, but I'm a baseball sure. fan. I want to see you know the best in the playoffs. I know that doesn't happen all the time. How big of a blow, John? Uh, you know, not much because he hasn't really been there, and I didn't expect him back. So I guess that, from that aspect, that's where I'm speaking of that. I that it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because he was, he's been really good in the postseason for them over the years. I mean, you think back to the start he had in in '18 against the Red Sox in the World Series. Um, you know that the game that lasted till you know 2 a.m. or whatever. But um, everybody forgets how really good he was in that and he was really good in 2020 and so um yeah i mean from that aspect they're gonna miss him because i mean he was in when it came to the postseason he was their ace over the last couple of years and so yeah they're gonna miss that i think your dodgers also have a question at the back end of the bullpen so the numbers that i see last night from kimbrell first of all only having four opportunities to come in and save out a one-run lead is ridiculous for a closer of a team that's won as many games as the Dodgers, but all four of them, he is blown. Now, three of the four, right. they lost one that they came back and won in extra innings, but Kimbrell, we saw him be shaky a lot of different places. He's been kind of shaky all over the place. How concerning is that, the back end of your bullpen, and how bad he has been in those one-run leads? You know, it, it's concerning. It would be more concerning for me if playoffs started next week, but you're getting... Blake Trinan back. You're getting Bruce Dargratter all back here in the next week or couple weeks. Um, you've got a whole month to get ready and, and a whole month to kind of figure that out. And you figure one of those two guys is probably going to be the ninth inning guy if they can stay healthy through September and all that. So, I, you know, again, I, 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 I hate to kind of 
pin last night on him because, I mean, in that extra inning, it's such a crapshoot with that guy on second mm-hmm. base. It's so easy for guys to score. And, I mean, he gives up a bunt single. Uh, did wasn't good on the two walks he had and then gives up the bloop single right field that scores two runs. But still, it is concerning. But then, you know, like I said, you know, you're talking, he's only had four one-run opportunities. That just shows that <laughs> they've won a lot of games by a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it can be. But like I said, there's going to be some experienced arms that are going to be coming back here in the next couple of weeks. Would, would Gratterall be that guy if they decide to make a change and he's healthy? I obviously remember him in Minnesota. I mean, he's got a, right. a billion dollar arm over there. Would he be the guy? I think it. I think what it comes down to is you would have you, you would have him trying and, and Evan Phillips for the seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. in in every game. So um, I, it could be either one of the three. You know, just kind of depending on on what they do and what the front office tells Dave Roberts to do. And, uh, you know, so it, it, I think it's going to be a combination of those three, which was kind of where they were leaning at the beginning of the season when when we did, when they didn't have, you know, Craig Kimbrell. So, um, you know, I, I think that's probably how it plays out, that it's those three guys, some combination of those three guys over the last three innings. Let's get to the Hawks, John. You saw them, uh, well, back-to-back days uh, last uh, Friday and then saw them uh, on the field on uh, at Kinnick Stadium, Kids Day, on Saturday. Uh, I didn't realize this. Trent informed me of this this morning. I was talking about uh, uh, Coach DiNardo's tweet about uh, the Big Ten Network, as you know, rolled through Iowa City yesterday. They attended practice. Right. Uh, saw Logan Jones absolutely taking YA Black for a walk and putting him wherever he wanted to, which ended up on his backside. Uh, but Logan Jones, uh, obviously a terrific player. Um, but what is concerning is the fact there's only two wide receivers were able to answer the bell for practice yesterday. Um, Keegan Johnson, this is starting to be a really big concern. What, if anything, do you know, John? What to, is, is there any... I mean, it, it seems unlikely, and again, from my seat, that, that he could be back in time for um, for Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I mean, the, the longer this goes, I mean, obviously now you're talking about, you know, you're a couple weeks out now, three weeks out, or less than three weeks out. And so depending on what he's been able to do, and, and it sounds like not very much, um, you know, it's just a matter of getting him in game shape and getting him ready. So um, that is the biggest question mark right now for this team is, you know, who you, you've got Arlen Bruce, you know that, Um but what fills in around him, and I, I, I just, I really can't answer that right now because there, there aren't a lot of options, and so, and or, and especially not a lot of options that you know anything about. So um, that, to me, is probably the biggest concern right now with this team going in, just because of so much uncertainty. Uncertainty there, and uncertainty still at the quarterback position. Spencer Petras will be the guy. What did you hear, uh, see from him Saturday at kids' practice? It looked like. Certainly from all reports, he was the best of the quarterbacks. But correct me if I'm wrong, there's no pressure. There's a red jersey. He wasn't going to be hit. That's what I still got to see to to make that leap that he's going to be the guy that a lot of people want him to be this year. Right, and that's what, you know, when we've talked about him before, and, and I've talked about the work, you know, he's put in in the off season and, and the extra work he's done and all that. And, you know, I said, that's all great. But now we have to see it under a live game situation where, like you said, somebody's going to get, you know, somebody can hit him. Somebody can, you know, so 
we didn't see a whole lot of him on Saturday, and I kind of and I kind of understand that. But you know, again, once we see him on on opening day, then we're going to get a pretty good idea on where he's at as a quarterback, and and maybe what season. And it's kind of and it's, you hate to say it with an opener, but it is a big deal yeah. for him to have a really good game in that one. Because if he doesn't, then here come all the questions again, and he's going to have to answer them, and it just becomes a an, an issue. And so that's why I think you want him to be at his best for that opener. Otherwise, you, you just start all over again, basically. Trent's told me in the first two series, if they go three it, it, and out, and there's a pick. I, I think it's going to be ugly, Kinnick. Yeah, I really I do, John. And you think, I mean, if it goes bad, they're down 7 up in the South Dakota State, oh and he my. throws a pick? Boobirds are going to be out right yeah. away. Oh yeah, and that's and that's what I I think is 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 that's why I think he has to get a really good start. And I'm, I'm I'll be really honest with you, I think this is going to be a difficult game for them. It is because I I've seen South Dakota State yeah. over the years in 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 the in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I've seen them win national championships. That's a very very good football team. It doesn't have the depth of an Iowa team. I mean, clearly with the scholarships and all that. But when you go ones versus ones, there's a lot of talent there. So, yeah, he is going to have to get off to a good start. I don't think you want to give people a reason to be unhappy with him because that's when things start to snowball. And so I I think really we have to see what he does in that first half and that first game. Uh, CBSSports.com just released their preseason All-American list. There are three players on defense, first team from our state. Care to have a go, TC? Will McDonald. One. Jack Campbell. Two. Riley Moss. Three. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Uh, pretty good list. It is. Right? Uh, three of them. That's not bad, John Camp. No, and I mean, I, I mean, Jack Campbell and Riley Moss are the heart of that defense. And, and you can, and I mean, they're going, that defense really looked good on Saturday. And it wasn't just the ones, it was the twos and, and, the, and the, what I would say two and a half. You know wow. the, the back Good. the back guys the the the, the 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 I mean you think about all the linebackers that got run in the springtime because of all the injuries. Now you've gotten them kind of ready where you can use them. That secondary is so deep that you can move guys around and all that. And again, haven't seen a lot of them in game situations, but you can tell that talent is there. And that's why I mean I I just really think. This is what, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This is one of the best defenses in the country. Yep. and I think we're going to see that all season. Yep, I uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, what I also came away with, and I'm anxious to pick your brain on this. It sounds as though uh, that there's a lot of depth in the uh, running back room. I mean, some of the young running backs really uh, took their opportunity uh, to shine on Saturday in front of uh, fans and media. Yeah, and again, some of that you know it goes back to the Gavin Williams injury, and and I saw a picture he was back today at practice. But when you have guys like you know, and Kirk Ferentz said that they were going to have to build depth in that room to begin with, because after Gavin Williams and Lashawn Williams, you had no game experience. So you got some guys, you know, handoffs, and you got some in live hitting and all that. Now they've kind of figured it out. Now they know what what's coming at them. So these are guys that that. You, if you may need them at some point during the year. And so it, I think it's best to get those guys some experience now. And, and I think there's a lot of talent there. It's a very young room. I mean, clearly they had two you know, true freshmen running the other day, and, and you don't want to go into the season without getting those guys a lot of reps, and they've gotten it here in the first few weeks. Cooper DeGene is such an incredible talent. 
some at the high school level and already turning heads here at the collegiate level. Let's say these injuries continue at wide receiver. Is he at the forefront of guys that could move over and maybe play a little bit of wide receiver, help out on that side of the football? Didn't they try to do that with like a couple of plays with Desmond King a few years back and there was a practice like Tuesday. Oh, yeah, he's working on offense, and then it didn't turn out to be the case. I feel like they've done something like that, but the question, the biggest one, John, Cooper DeGene, any chance that these injuries continue at wide receiver? Sure. I mean, I, I from listening to the coaches the other day, they like what he can do, and the fact of the matter is they, they feel like they can put him anywhere. And, I mean, and that was his high school career. He did everything. And so, and when I talk to him, he's like, I'm willing to do whatever they need me to do. So if that topic, now, again, you're going to have to, you're going to have to fight Phil Parker for him. Um, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, um, you know, and Phil Parker loves him, you know, listening to him talk the other day. And, you know, I, I keep thinking about how they were talking about when they moved Logan Jones over and that it was kind of a, you know, a contentious issue with the defensive guys. Like, hey, we don't want to lose him. So you may get that on defense. Hey, we, we really need him at the cash spot or we need him at safety or whatever. But okay, let, you know what? Let's play him both ways. Let's, let's have a two way player. Nobody does that anymore. So, um, I want to, I just want to see him play because I, we got a glimpse of him late in the year, but you can tell there's just such a good job. And he's a really nice kid too. You know, I interviewed him and he's just a really super nice kid. And you want to see him in, in every way possible because I think he can be an, in, an impact player for this game. Uh, certainly a positive the way the kickers perform. After, after uh, leaving spring ball with uh, a lot of Hawkeye fans really worried because the margin for error, there are a lot of close games and there's going to be a, a, an opportunity uh, to change the flow of a game with a big uh, with a field goal. Um, Saturday was well was perfect. <laughs> Can't get much oh, yeah. better than that, John. Who in your mind has an edge, if either? I don't think either one of them has an edge because I think they're both you know pretty comparable. Um, to me, the biggest thing in my mind when we think about the kicking game, it's like yeah, the field goals are a big deal, but kickoffs are a big deal too. Mm-hmm. And you know that was never a problem under Caleb Judak. <laughs> you know, you always knew that 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 play. You know, they were always it was always going to be a touchback. So, again, the other day what we saw was a lot better than what we saw in the springtime. And, okay, the weather was also a lot nicer, too, and that helped. Mm-hmm. But these guys were hitting them from everywhere and from different angles, too, which I really liked, which was really good to see, too. So um, I, I think it's 1A and 1B. I think you, you're not wrong. I mean, it just kind of, I think, is just going to kind of go by gut for them on who does what. And, and I think that's probably going to get determined here in the next couple of weeks. Leg strength similar? Is there a big difference between the two? And and how about trajectory and kind of the height of those kicks too? Uh, you know what? They, they they really look the same. I mean, there was I, I can't remember who it was that there was a long field goal that it made it, but it was it was short. I can't remember who now it was, but they they look the same. I mean, that's the thing. I, I and that's why I think you know I I think maybe they were kind of hoping maybe to get some clarity on Saturday. You know, when you're out in that situation and you're out in Kinnick and you're out in that kind of weather. But both those guys did a great job. And so it's still, I think, just kind of up in the air. And, and it, it all comes down to, I think, maybe who who handles kickoffs better. Okay, they're going to do that. And then you've got somebody to kick fields. I don't know. But, but they both look really good. And I think that's the big thing. If we'd had another practice like what we saw in the spring, 
I'd be really concerned right now. John Bowen, Camp Associated Press, Hawkeye Nation. Um, that's where you'll read John throughout the. Am I missing anybody, John? Throughout the uh, <laughs> no, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Blue ribbon. Blue yeah, ribbon well, coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those done too. I got added a couple more, so uh, I got 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 all that to get done this week. So <laughs> busy week ahead of you. It's all right. Indeed, oh, it yeah. is. John, thanks for doing this as always. John, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep, you the same. John Bowencamp, Associated Press, Hawkeye Nation, coming this fall. Blue, college basketball, Blue Ribbon. Remember the one year they did the football? I do, yeah. Never caught on. Didn't. I wonder why. Because we're not used to them? Probably. Yeah. That was still like, steals the go-to. Kentucky-based, right? I don't remember, Trent. I remember I had, I picked it up. Yeah. And I, I kept it. I didn't put it right back down. I mm-hmm. bought it. Um yeah, I don't, but it didn't last. Anyways, basketball, you got to have it. It is. We'll take a timeout. David Kaplan joins us. Uh, back to our game one, Iowa-South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Looked up this number. South Dakota State last year was 85th in the country in passing yards allowed per game at the FCS level. Okay. Uh-huh. Gave up 241 a game. Better. So you're saying there's an opportunity for the quarterbacks to shine as the receiver to catch the ball? Well, only one time in Spencer Peters' career has he thrown for 241 yards. He's, yeah. I, and only I once. wouldn't have got that, Trent. I would not have got that. Does he do it? I sure want to see it. Or is this, get a lead, sit on it, Peters goes 11 of 17 for 172 yards, a touchdown, and you're just happy to get the win and get out of there. And get ready for Cyhawk. 27-13. And you just roll through. Uh-huh. Or you let him air it out. And you open it up and you get some confidence with it for the young man. What do you want to see? I want to see him fling it around. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can do it. Real game. Not red jersey. Mm-hmm. Not in shells. Right. Full pads, everything. This right. is a real football game. Yeah. They were in shells yesterday. No surprise. Um so, so you there's an opportunity to do some damage through the air, but it's what you're saying. Absolutely. South Dakota State last year, 241 yards a game, 22 touchdowns given up in the air. That is in the certainly bottom half of FCS football a year ago. 3,600 yards thrown against them last season. Mm. You can throw on the Jackrabbits. Will they? Or are they just going to play around, get out with the win? Keegan Johnson playing? No. No, I don't think he is either. This is weird. It is. You identified it back in the spring. Um and it's obviously a major concern. Where it's August the seventeenth today. You got to start ramping up. Two, so, two weeks from Saturday, uh, the, the gates will open at Kinnick Stadium. <laughs> right. That's eleven twenty-five. Cappy next. Miller and Conda, Des Moines Sports Station. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 106.3
Are you looking for a new dentist? Look no further than Fuller Associates Family Dentistry. They offer a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. Dr. Stephen Fuller would like to welcome Dr. Kelsey Edwards to the practice, the third generation of their family-owned and operated small business. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines, and a new location coming this summer in Altoona. Call and schedule an appointment at 515-266-3437, online Radio. Construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real tangible things in your community. For many of us, it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving back to a new home or a remodel project. Do you enjoy working with your hands? Do you enjoy providing for your community? Do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day's work and coming home and saying, yeah, I did that? Apply today, wolfconstruction.net. BlueIowa.com. Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. The Waukee Farmers Market features fresh produce and live music. Head over to the downtown triangle from 4 to 7 Wednesdays through September 28th. They have something for the whole family to enjoy. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. Media. Just past 11.30, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent's played the day. Circus Sports sponsors. It's coming up. David Kaplan joins the program. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors, Cappy. Cappy, good uh, morning to you. Have you been to Circa yet, Cap, in Vegas? I have not. I have not. I love Vegas. I was just telling Trent when he called me, I haven't been to Vegas in over a year. Jeez, for you, that's a long time. That is a long time. I love, love Las Vegas. And how am I not getting the Trent play of the day before I come on? <laughs> You'd like that, right? I gotcha. Uh, good stuff. Well, Cap, you do all right in your own right. So you're, yes. you, you can make some plays. You don't need my help. That's right. We, we've, we've caught your act before. We well, all good. Need- yeah, I know. I get you. Uh, Cap, you know what else needs help? Uh, whoever's in charge of the field at Soldier Field. That was my biggest takeaway from last week. Yes, the Bears won. Didn't look good against the ones of uh, of the Chiefs. A lot of teams don't. Uh, so I, you got to give them a pass there. But the, was the biggest takeaway from the game uh, the conditions of Soldier Field for game one of the preseason, for crying out loud? Um, Was it the biggest takeaway? I don't know if it's the biggest. So start in first game season, which is at home against the 49ers. But it certainly was on the old yellow pad that when we started our show on Monday, no question about it. I thought the biggest takeaway is Jaquan Brisker is going to be a star. And that guy is, they're going to fall in love with him in this city as they start watching the Bears play. I think he's going to be what they have craved for so long to have a hard hitting in the box safety that allows Eddie Jackson then to slide over and mm-hmm. do what he does best, and that's caused havoc. That's a big one. Uh, how do are we going to be able to 
go through the Justin Fields experience this year with all the questions at the wide receiver position. How are you looking at him and, and able to grade a guy that just doesn't have the weapons that most everybody else in the NFL has? Okay, so I don't know if I talked to you guys about this. I know I have on my show because Steve Young was a guest on my unfiltered show, and I asked the exact same question. How can we judge Justin Fields when he's got you know, the worst wide receiver room and maybe the worst offensive line in the National Football League? And his response was, you can absolutely judge him. Just don't base your judgment mostly on Sunday what you watch on the field. He said, because the people who are in the organization, Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, uh, Andrew Ginoco, the quarterback coach, they're going to know, did he make the right read? Did he make the right decision? And was it the blocking that failed him? Was he hit as he threw and it got intercepted? Or did his receiver not run the right route? The hell no, he said. And that's far more important. He said, if you're not competing to win a championship, which they're not, he said, then you have to know in the meeting, does he know the game plan? Does he understand what we're trying to accomplish here? What are the reads that he's supposed to go through in his progression? Is he going through his progression? He said, at the end of the day, you can look and go, all right, our record's bad. We didn't have the best statistical season. But guess what? If we get our own Devontae Adams and we develop our own offensive line and all of a sudden, We've got a really, really talented offensive football team. He said, you can then absolutely a thousand percent judge him on what he could be in the future. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of the future, what's Roquan Smith's future? So he's traveling with them on Thursday to Seattle, but he will not play. And from what I've been told by people who would know, Bears are super frustrated that he does not have an agent. And I was Hmm. having this debate with my brother yesterday because Charles Barkley a few years ago said having an agent stupid just hire the best corporate attorney to review your contract Charles then went on to clarify I'm talking about in the NBA where everything's slotted or you know LeBron James we can only go this far over with bird rights to pay you that amount your agent can't get you any more money so that's what Charles was basing on in the NFL the Bears are offering from what I've heard Right around $14 million, probably would go to $15 million for Roquan, maybe 16 But they have clauses in it like a de-escalator. If you don't play because you're not healthy, we get to dock your check. And he's it, rightly so saying, hang on a second. You're going to dock my pay because I got hurt playing for you? Yeah, no, not going to happen. That'd be like the microphone falling, hitting you in the head, and you're knocked out of work, and they're saying, well, that's your fault. No, not really. I was working for you. Co-workman's comp. So I think that part of it will get worked out. The difference is, A, when you're sitting there negotiating, they're going to tell you why you're not worth what you think you're worth. They're still going to pay you a hell of a lot of money, but they're not going to give you what you want, and they're going to tell you why. Well, you don't do this. Why do you need to hear all the negativity? Your agent hears it and never tells you what they're saying. And that's different than I had a guy call in, and say, well, the coaches are criticizing him in film session. That's totally different when you're critiquing a player and trying to get him better, not tearing him down so you don't have to pay him the amount of money that he wants. So there's no agent in there. Now you have an unregistered agent allegedly calling around the league trying to facilitate a trade, which the league had to put out a statement. 
You cannot take those calls, and if they call you and get you on the phone, you're to hang up because that is tampering. Hmm. He's under contract to the Chicago Bears, and if he doesn't play this season, he is not a free agent because there's people out there going, well, just sit out the whole year, and then you're a free agent. No, you have to play this year minimum of six games to get your service time so you hit free agency. So there's a whole lot going on, and my advice to him, and I, I'm telling you, he's a nice guy. Get an agent you trust and allow him to do his job, period. After Cody Whitehair, who's the best offensive lineman on the Bears? Because it is slim pickings. Well, who's the best player right now, or who is the most talented wide receiver right or excuse me, offensive lineman right now? That's a totally different set of questions because the most talented receiver, including Cody Whitehair, is Tevin Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He's the most talented yep. guy. He's athletic. He's huge. He's a mauler. He's got a mean streak. But he's nowhere near a finished product. He had, obviously, some issues that caused him to sit out of camp. And when we asked, well, is, are you injured? Not going to comment. Is your back okay? Not going to comment. Well, is there a disconnect with the coaches? Don't believe everything you read. Well, are you injured? Not going to comment. There was a lot more of off the field than on the field wrong with that kid. But in terms of ability, he's the most talented lineman on the roster. Hmm. Uh, we had this question yesterday, Cap. Who's the most talented player on the roster? Uh, it will be Justin Fields, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. Uh, today, I would say it is probably Roquan Smith. Thus, the conundrum when you're the Chicago Bears, he wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the history of the National Football League. Yeah, he wants $20 million a year because Shaquille, formerly known as Darius Leonard, wants or got 19.75, I believe, 19.8. And Rokal wants to be paid more than him. I would, too, if I'm a two-time All-Pro. I just don't know if the Will linebacker, that's the weak side linebacker, or middle linebacker, depend how they use him, if that guy is worth $20 million a year. That guy does not force fumbles. He does not sack quarterback. He does not take the ball away. But he's a really amazing tackler, plays with injury. He's a good guy in the room. He's a leader. He's amazingly talented. That guy worth $20 million a year? I'm not sure he is. White Sox have finally figured it out five in a row, and all it took was some fans to tell Tony LaRusso what, what to do. What? Tick Cap, he had to be tracked down, right, that guy? Yeah, he was on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. <laughs> Take us into that story. Did you hear Tony after the game? Uh-uh. Or before the game? They asked Tony, and I, was, I, I got to the office early yesterday because we carry the in-house speed of Tony speaking. I'm like, I want to hear what this dude said. And somebody said, are you aware there's a fan who said he's the reason that you <laughs> pinch ran Adam Engel? And he said, well, that's the first I'm hearing about this. I didn't hear the fan, but... Go ahead, tell me. And they told him the story and what he said. He goes, you know what? Tell, make his day. Tell him I heard him and I did it because of him. That's Which great. tells me a lot. Tony's a very secure man. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's the second winningest manager of all time. He knows people are giving him a hard time for whatever. He doesn't care. He is a baseball lifer. He feels like this team has still got a chance to make a run. They've won seven in a row at home, five in a row overall and just go out and find a way to win a baseball game today because the last two days, they found a way to win when it looked dire. 
and did it against Verlander yesterday with their ace out there in the mound in Dylan Cease. You know, with that, the White Sox, Tim Anderson, we talked about this, you and I, a little bit last week. Just kind of that dark cloud that was almost hanging over him and this team this year. Is it just a good thing now that he's on the I.L. and, frankly, everybody else doesn't have to worry about Tim Anderson? Is that is that going maybe too deep and too much armchair psychologist? Yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing that an all-star shortstop who's a 300 hitter isn't there. I, I can't say that's a good thing because I like Tim. I think he's a really good player. But it also allows him a chance to get healthy, clear his mind. Uh, it puts the Sox in a tough hole because Lenin Sosa, their prospect they brought up, he's overmatched. He, he needs to go back to the minors. He cannot play at this level yet. Maybe someday, but not right now. So they're in a tough spot. Luri Garcia, that means, is your everyday shortstop. Uh, and also, last week, Johnny Cueto, who does not speak much English, called out the team when he said, we have to show more fire if we have any. Mm. And that comment went viral, and then he expanded on it to his teammates through the translator. And Lucas Giolito yesterday, and yesterday on my show on Unfiltered with Andrew Vaughn, said, yeah, he's right. Absolutely. That guy, Andrew Vaughn said, that guy's seen more in his 14 years than any of us in the clubhouse. And when he speaks, we listen. And absolutely, it resonated in the room. And there's a different vibe. There's a different buzz around the White Sox. Uh, Cap to the Cubs real quick. I, I watch more Cubs than I should. I mean, they're going nowhere, and there's way better, uh, way more important games on the schedule on a nightly basis. But I find myself over there for a couple innings, and every time I do, I see Nico Horner get a hit or make or start a double play or, or do what he's supposed to do. And I saw your tweet this it was either this morning or last night uh, that that's their shortstop. Do you think, Cap, that this will uh, preclude them from going after one of the big name shortstops that are available uh, during the off season? Well, I have been clear, and I know I've said it to you guys, they're telling me they're going to spend money. Okay, so if you're truly, truly going to try and spend money, then why wouldn't you sign Aaron Judge? (laughs) I mean, you don't have a locked-in center fielder or left fielder. Is it Ian Happ? I don't know. They were trying to trade him. How about Aaron Judge playing center at Wrigley Field, then on the road in the bigger parks you can move him to left and put happen center, and you got stay in right. That is a championship level outfield, and I can win with Nico Horner. Hit three more hits last night. Mm-hmm. He's a leader. He talked last night after the game and said, "Hey, we're closer to turning this thing around than people want to realize, and that's fine. We're going to just keep doing that in this room." So I would sign Aaron Judge. I'm clear. If you tell me that they can't get him or he stays with the Yankees, then. Okay, Xander Bogarts can't play third. I can't put Carlos Correa at third. I couldn't put Trey Turner in center. And then when Nico gets a day off, he can play short. You could use that guy in a multitude of ways. Or you could trade Nick Madrigal. I don't know what you're going to get for him at this point. Put Nico at second and go sign a shortstop. you got a number of ways you could go. Cap, we let you go on this. It's nearly a week of old news here. But your experience watching your team, the Cubs, in the Field of Dreams game. Oh yeah, it was yeah. awesome. My son was there. My two producers were there, and I've never been. My late parents have been there. Everyone I've talked to who's been says it's awesome. And I got a T-shirt from there, and I wear it proudly. I actually have it in the car to wear it today, and it looked amazing. Yeah, it was the Cubs and the Reds, two mm-hmm. bad teams. Guess what? 
It was on a, in a cornfield in Iowa, and it was cool as hell. Really was. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I thought they were making a mistake running it back after last year's uh, the success. I took the L on that one, Cappy, and I was glad that I did. It was great TV, uh, and I uh, can't wait for them to come back again. Cap, uh, great stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Capper. Have a great day, boys. And Trent, what's the play of the day, kid? We're still figuring it out. I'm working through some golf. Sunjay That's- M to win. How about that? 26 to 1. All right. Deal. I'll take it. See, right. buddy. Good to talk to you. David <laughs> yeah. Kaplan uh, from Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors, Cappy. That's uh, where you'll find Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. If you're in the market for manufactured or a natural stone, whether you want to accent, you want to update, uh, whether it's inside or outside, you've got a project of any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa has over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. But visit the showroom. You'll be glad you did. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Speaking of that play of the day, Trent's still working through it, but it's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. 100 bets off. Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. Eat fresh and buy local at the Bondurant Farmers Market with produce, baked goods, crafts, and more. Visit the market from 6 to 8 p.m. on Wednesdays through October 5th at the City Park. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMeadows. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, right, Miller and Condon, final segment here on a Wednesday. By the way, updating our conversation with Mitch Holtis earlier, Nicole Hardman carted off issue with his groin. Chris Jones left due to a sore back. McKinnon also missed practice. In addition, Jared McKinnon, former Viking. Where did he go after that? He went one of the San Fran, yes. Uh, but now with Kansas City, he missed practice. So uh, some big names. A uh, couple didn't answer the bell for practice. A couple left practice. We'll watch that. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors. I'll be watching the White Sox and the Astros tonight. Valdez Kopech, is that one of your plays? It is, and I am going with Valdez. I will lay the minus 141 as it currently is at Circa. i got three baseball plays. That is one of them. In fact, another favorite here. Give me Scherzer. They have to win tonight, right? The Braves are playing awful good, they though. They are. Minus 145. Don't mm-hmm. love the price on this one, but I believe in my dude, Max Scherzer, out there controlling. And you also believe that the guy that's that's, that's throwing for the other team, uh-huh. Jake Odorizzi, have seen enough of him. Oh, God, he stinks. He is just, well, was brutal, at least when he was in mm-hmm. a uniform that I, that I followed a whole lot. One more. Baltimore's playing so much better than your Blue Jays. I totally agree with you. I'm good with it. Plus 150? If they win tonight, mm-hmm. they're in the card game. Jays are out. That's why. I mean, on August yeah. the 17th, yeah. but still. Things still play into it. Uh, golf, BMW, we got two tournaments left. We're down to the nitty gritty. 
And then what? So with that two tournaments and then... The playoffs are done and then it's the Mickey Mouse, you know, tournaments where just come and get your money. Well, like the Live Tour basically is. (laughs) Not a real golf tournament. Right. But the season comes to a close. So we got Rory. He is the betting favorite and I'm going to jump aboard with him. Like the form coming in. What's his price? Double digits? 11 to 1. Not much into double digits, but it is. Also, as I told Cappy, Sanjay M, who has made me a lot of money this year. And I'm going to go back to the well again. He is 25 to 1. Going to bet both those guys in the top uh, top 20s. And then a couple long shot top 20s. Alex Smalley, who's in his rookie season, has played really, really well here uh, down the stretch. Really like him. He's plus 350. Boy, you're into this golf. And remember, as we're cutting people down here, I. I thought the odds were going to be a whole lot worse for some of these guys a little bit deeper down that have played well down the stretch. Another guy, Thigala. You know, I bet him a lot mm-hmm. this year. I thought, boy, there's only 60, I think 68 guys in the field now is what it's been cut down to. I figured it would be maybe plus 125, plus 225 is what it got Thigala for the top 20. So a couple of plays there on the golf side of things along with three in baseball. All this day baseball, you did be you took the Orioles. Took the Orioles. Uh, and that's a, a 207 first pitch here. So I'm ready for the golf. Isn't that something? It's it's really grabbed a hold of me. Hey, one other uh, question I had. So as we were in Vegas last weekend, and a lot of the talk It's funny, Trent. I'm ready to go back. <laughs> I know yet. you're not. I'm not I, ready I, yet. And, and I don't if somebody said let's go to the airport. Now I probably maybe not. Pump but, the brakes a little bit. Yeah, but uh and the big talk was all those NFL games going over. Mm-hmm. So far. Have you taken a look at how much they have adjusted, though, this week? I, I just took a peek of it. Because there were some low 30s. 39 for the Bears and Seahawks. Do you see those offenses getting there in a preseason game? Drew Locke has COVID. He's not playing. Panthers-Patriots Friday night, 40 and a half. Boy, those two, did you see the brawl yesterday? Mm-hmm. That was a brawl. All these games now, all of a sudden, after being right in that range, that 30 mm-hmm. to kind of 35 range yep. in week one, have they over-adjusted? Uh, we'll find out. I'm... I would love to know when we talk to Mike Palm on Friday, which mm-hmm. way the, the pros are going. I would guess they're going to go back the other way because mm-hmm. it was a ton of those bets that mm-hmm. came in and pushed those numbers around, and then everything ended up going over. So just something to track here. With NFL preseason. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, more local programming coming up in an hour and five minutes with Murph and Andy. The Fanatics at three, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm not saying anything. No. Uh, Fanatics at three. Mm-hmm. Hawks Central tonight at six. Oh. Lystico, Smith Company. Uh, they'll be on the air at six o'clock talking Hawks. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXL.